All right, everybody, welcome back to Bucketheads, your favorite college basketball podcast that's coming at you year-round. My name is Connor Lamans. My co-host here is Justin Goble for episode 72. The season is almost over. We've got Final Four is cooking this weekend. We've got the Transfer Portal is cooking all summer long, Justin. The Transfer Portal is going to be cooking all summer long. Um, and we've got a Buckeye in the NBA draft, perhaps another Buckeye in the NBA draft in the coming weeks. Um, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I've got three opening statements, Connor. Um, right. First of all, uh, first of all, I would like people to please like, subscribe, and review and comment on the podcast. I'm having some tough days at work uh, recently, and I would like to quit my job and do this full time. So please uh, try to blow this thing up so I don't get so stressed out that I pull my hair out. I have nice hair. Secondly, Connor, I'm allow you to do a victory lap. Uh, we did our back in October, November, possibly January. I'm not positive. All the days blur together at this point in this monster of hellhole um we did an article on your nuts predicting the final four you actually got one of them right and most people did not get any of the final four right who'd you pick connor back in october i was drinking the miami juice uh there it is as an unranked i picked an unranked miami team in the preseason poll to make the final four thank you i didn't put them in my bracket though i fucked that up well we'll just act like you you kept it going the whole time we act like you kept the faith also, I forget what the third thing was, so we can move on, and I'll remember that sometime in the middle, and I'll probably interrupt the flow of the podcast to say it, and it probably won't be important, but I'll probably do it anyway. Continue. I appreciate the, I appreciate the shout out, appreciate the kudos. Um, that might have been collectively our only Final Four team that we picked in yeah, back I picked, in October. I picked, I, the only thing that I can kind of hold my hat on is I had Creighton in the Elite Eight. I picked Creighton in the Final Four, and I picked him in my bracket as the Elite Eight, so I kind of was so, on the Creighton train. But uh, in my bracket, I did pick Creighton in the Final Four, actually. Yeah, so you were almost there. It almost I, uh, happened. I got second in a bracket challenge randomly with I do like with college friends. Uh, I got paid out yesterday because none of us picked the Final Four, so all the points were already maxed. So I didn't even know I got second. I just randomly got a Venmo, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's cool." Uh, a quick side, a, a little side quest here on Creighton. Um, they don't, so they lose, not that anybody cares about Creighton, but I do care about Creighton. They lose Baylor Shireman. I know that, but they would keep Nembhard, Kaluma, um, Trey Alexander. And I don't think Kalbrenner is a senior, right? He's not a senior. I do not know. See, you're the, you're the Nebraska guy. You're supposed to I know this shit. I was there uh, for a year until I got fired from my job, so. Very cool. Um, but laid off due to a merger, but it wasn't no, performance he's a junior. Based, I would like to say. He's a junior who <laughs> shoots 27% from three in his career. So there's no way Carburn is getting drafted. So, oh. folks, this is – I didn't know, this is I didn't your, know why the three-point percentage was relevant to his age at first, but now I see what you're saying there. Yeah, no, Cole not, Brenner, no. if he's not a senior, he's coming back. Yeah, All right, folks, sure. so this is, this is your gambling advice for, for this month is – Do it responsibly. As soon as the 2024 national championship odds go on whatever uh, legal sports book you use in your state where gambling is legal. Um, Amen. Amen. 
you should throw like five bucks on Creighton National Championship future because it to me looks like they would return Nebuhard and they would return Kaluma. They return Trey Alexander. They'd return Kalkbrenner. Um, if we're going to be just, really honest as well, um, you might want to sprinkle some Marquette in there because they are also losing nobody. So the Big East could be a lot of fun next year. The Big East is a big nasty conference. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, that, that's my advice. I just realized right now it's like, Kalkbrenner might not be a senior. If they're bringing four out of five starters back again next year, and, and they'll have an opportunity to not start eight and eight next year. Oof. I mean, figure this out in the Big East. Outside of DePaul, arguably the coaches of the two worst teams are Rick Pitino and Thad Mata. Yeah. Arguably, like, two of the greatest. Maybe, ever. like, Kyle Neptune. Like, Who's that? Oh, Villanova, Villanova right. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, yeah, that, that conference is... Yeah, Justin Moore, stacked. Maryland, Maryland legend. That's the math I get. Shout out to Maryland. I was seeing some stuff on Twitter about Justin Moore. Is he transferring? I have no idea. I don't pay attention. Okay, well, we'll talk. Excuse me, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, we'll real quick. We do have to give um, kudos. Are we doing a bracket challenge? Who's winning our bracket challenge? Did I win? I haven't checked it. No, you did not win. I have checked it. I didn't. I didn't tweet out the update. Um, I didn't tweet out the update about um, who's winning right now because I think it's done. I think we have a winner because nobody has any more points available. So while I pull <laughs> nobody, that up, nobody you, cares. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> yeah. While I pull that up, while I pull that up, um, can you can you? I can uh, riff a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sprinkle praise on the Ohio State women's basketball team while I, while I pull this up. Well, I mean, if the refs knew how to do their job, they probably would have beat Virginia Tech. Um, just completely ignoring it was Zach Eady rules down there. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, Purdue fans know what I'm talking about. No, that Virginia Tech team is a very good team. Uh, Georgia Amore, credit to her. She's incredible. She was very fun to watch. Um, you know, they're shout out to the Ohio State team, man. Cody, Cody McMahon is going to be awesome next year. I mean, watching her like fight through that injury at the end to shoot those free throws was really cool. You could tell she just wanted it so bad. Um, I don't know if J.C. Sheldon will be back, but maybe, you know, with getting Madison Green back, with bringing back Cody McMahon, you know they, they bring back a lot. Of, I think they're I think they're only losing Taylor Mikesell for sure. So it'd be nice to see J.C. Sheldon come back and maybe they can try to run this thing back. Obviously, losing Taylor Mikesell is huge. She's an amazing, incredible player. Two thousand career points, one thousand at Ohio State, um, and she went out on a high note. I mean, she was absolutely cooking those Lame throws at Virginia Tech. Lame I mean, it, in the first half. I yeah, just like put the put the threes up, you know. Drag them on the floor. Do your. I, I like. I like. I my personal favorite three celebrations: the bow and arrow. That was my go-to in high school and, and in intramurals in college. So, um, yeah. Shout out to her, Taylor. Myself, sweet. Um, shout out to Ohio State, man. They were fun to watch. They beat UConn. Shout out to ESPN for their headline of it: UConn loses in Sweet Sixteen. That's it. It didn't say who they lost to. So that's all. That's always awesome. Um, and yeah. You know, it was always it's always nice taking down a giant, and they took down the giant. Shout out to Gino Oriema, who looked like he coached like he never watched Ohio State play a game because uh, they weren't ready for the press and they didn't know who Cody McMahon was. So that was incredible. And um, yeah, no shade to Gino Oriema, one of the greatest to ever do it, but that was weird. Was no, full weird. shade. That man was a grade A bozo on that particular day, not in general, but on that particular day. Oh, we all have our bozo days. You know, he had, had a, a bozo day yesterday. He had a great day. 
bozo day because we were talking about that in our little message amongst the land grant people is that we're like, okay, like maybe you can, uh, maybe you can try to prep for this and executing against is a whole different thing. Um, I hear that a lot. Like I was asking the question first that I think a lot of fans ask about angry fans would say about Chris Holtman is how do you not prepare your guys for a B and C what are you doing at practice that you never prepared for a b and c like after ohio state couldn't break a press to save their life against maryland and people are like how did why did chris holtman choose not to prepare his guys for this i promise you that holtman prepared his guys for a press i promise you that gino ariama probably tried to prepare his team for the press as well but then you send a bunch of 20 year olds out there and tell them to execute and sometimes they just don't like in the interview, he was like literally grabbing his head and he was like, it literally looks like my players forgot everything that we practiced for the entire first half. So like, I That's guess my, my shock was like that he didn't somehow help them make an adjustment like first quarter to second quarter. Like first quarter, they had like eight turnovers or something. How was there somehow no adjustment from first quarter to second quarter after his team just got mauled in the first quarter by that press. Second quarter was just as bad. I mean, it's like it's like playing the Warriors, and at halftime you're going, man, these guys can shoot. Who would have thought? Yeah, just no. I'm sure that, like, I'm sure that he did. That's probably all they worked on in practice. But then sometimes you send players out there, and they just don't execute. Stink. Hashtag they're just kids. Um, they're just 20 years old. They're just kids. Sometimes they just don't execute. Sometimes they make boneheaded mistakes and get intimidated and blown away, and his players just did not execute what they practiced, not even a little bit. But, yeah, shout-outs to the women's team. Um, first Elite Eight in 30 years. Uh, I think J.C. Sheldon, this is not confirmed. I do not have sources. I would guess that J.C. Sheldon probably does come back. Um, she missed – You're, con- you're confirming this with your sources, you said? I wouldn't dare do that. Um I got to do more digging before I do that. But uh, she missed almost her whole senior year with that leg injury. Um, and with all due respect, the average NBA player, I'd have to Google that. We need to get our R&D people on that. Um, how much does the average WNBA player make? Like, It's not a lot. Do you know? 30 I mean, to 40 grand like, maybe? It's more than I make. but like I'll have to look that up. But I'm pretty sure that um, average WNBA salary. Let's see. Let's see if we come up with the same number. I got a hundred grand. The average was a hundred and twenty grand. Twenty 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 one season was hundred twenty grand. Yeah, so hundred twenty. Okay. So I'm 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 quite a ways off with one hundred and twenty grand. Thirty or forty. <laughs> hey that's man, like the average single A baseball player. And that's still not enough. That's how I'm oh. going to save myself there. Still not enough money. Um, Very much agreed. <laughs> But like J.C. Sheldon could probably – she comes back. She's the face of that program. She's from Columbus. She's from Dublin, which is like 10 minutes north of Columbus. You're from Columbus. Ireland. You're the face of the, you're the, face of the program that just went to the Elite Eight. You're a local kid. She would probably make tens of thousands of dollars in NIL. I think you're probably looking at north of 30, 40, 50 grand at least in NIL money that she could make at Ohio State one more year being the face of that program and having just missed her entire senior season. Plus that 120 grand is like the average. We don't know if she would get drafted. 
Would she be an undrafted signee because she has the injury history? I don't know. I, I think, think she probably comes back. It's my guess. Yeah, the big thing you mentioned, I think the big thing you mentioned was that she missed most of the season. I think that's a big, big deal for her. And also, um, I'm excited to see the joint announcement between her and Bryce Sensabaugh that they are both returning to Columbus. How sweet would that be? Sorry, I was eating Sour Patch Kids. Um, Yeah, that's a great segue to... Oh, I do want to say something real quick. Um, I do remember what the third thing was. I am going to interrupt the flow of this this conversation. And it is pretty relevant, uh, but I already, you know committed to it. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is four days older than me. Uh, there's not too much I take away from that. I just learned that information today. He was born June 21st, 1996. I was born June 25th, 1996. I would say at this point in our lives, he's accomplished a little bit more, uh, but it's not about how fast you get there, Connor. It's about when you get there. So uh, who knows? There's I've been working lives. on my golf game. I shot 83 recently. So we'll see. There's still a lot of time to catch up. There's a up lot of time. A There's lot a lot of time. time. But that was the third thing. All right. So we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll zip up that that tangent. We'll move back. Um, <laughs> Bryce Sensabaugh, um, as as reported on our podcast, as reported, I'm sure, other places, but I'll only say that we reported it. Um, Bryce Sensabaugh was always we're saying. Bryce Sensabaugh was always going to enter the NBA draft. There was 0% chance that he – would have just chosen not to enter the draft and just be like, nope, I'm coming back. Like there was, there's no reason not to enter the draft, even if his knee was torn up. So he's in the draft now. Um, he has until I think the second week of June to basically pull out of the draft. Um, June 7th, I believe is the withdrawal deadline or at until, that point. And tell the league that he's no longer going to be in the draft. That he's going to go back to school. Um, so that's, a long time. That's about two months, a little more than two months that he'll go through workouts with teams, um, try to get that knee right. If the knee's not already right, because I don't, I haven't seen anything about what the knee injury is. I have no idea. It could have been a sprain. Yeah. That, they, haven't like, said a, they haven't said boo peep about that. It could have been a sprain that just took like one week of rest and he could be back on it and like ready to go right now. Or it could be something more serious. That's like a month or two. I have no idea what the knee injury was. Um, but even if he couldn't use it, he's still going to go to the draft because he did enough in his first year that he still should go to the draft, see what those, the NBA teams say about him and then make a decision. But what's, uh, what's the big variable is where, where does he go? Where does he get drafted? Because, um, last time I checked, there is still a mock draft that has him going as like the 11th pick. And there's also a mock draft that has him going as like the 32nd pick. Very big difference. Yeah, many people are saying. I mean, if he's the if he's the if he's a second rounder, he almost definitely goes back to Ohio State. Yeah, if he's. I think the tenth pick. He he's gone. Yeah, I have two comments about this. One of which um, I'm just turning into my weekly comment of the week segment, um, which was I saw a lot of the comments um, tending to. I don't mean. I don't mean to age shame or anything but it tends to be from older people older men um on facebook that were saying wow when when bryce sends about to the draft first of all completely not reading the second part that he could come back to the to the team that's irrelevant in their mind they don't read that part um and also they said wow it must be all about the money um, yeah no shit yeah that's life you idiots what do you mean yes that's that is life life is all about the money if that was your kid, 
you would literally tell them, go get that bag, son slash daughter. I mean, that's what it is. You, like, guaranteed money is guaranteed money. Now, so that's just a little funny caveat I always see. This The the second part is about the guaranteed money because top lottery pick guaranteed money in comparison to especially like early second round is unbelievably different. Um, the question that it comes down to with Bryce is, and it, it was kind of the Malachi question as well, the things – you're not perfect, right? You're not a perfect player. You're a fantastic player, but you're not a perfect player. But the things that you can work on, are they things that if you were to come back to college would up your draft stock or is it things that you can work on in the NBA, G League, vice versa? That's all it is. If it's stuff that he can work – because age is important here. Age is always important when it comes to the NBA. Age might be the most important. It arguably is the most important thing for sure. It's probably why EJ Liddell slipped as far as he did um, <clears throat> because we know it wasn't like character stuff. EJ Liddell is one of the nicest people in the universe, according to everybody we've talked to. Haven't had the chance to talk to him yet, but I'm sure hope we will in the future. Um, but he's the nicest guy in the world. And also his basketball is phenomenal. So it, the only reason I ever thought he slipped was because he's a little bit older than most um, of the of the draft picks. So, And if you look at who went above him, it tended to be freshmen. So age is incredibly important. So do you waste a year, not waste, but do you waste a year of what could be draft potential to come back to work on something that you can work on at Ohio State that you can get better on in college and go from late first round, early second round and get your way into the lottery? Or is it something that, you know, hey, even if you come back, you're still only going to be a late first round pick next year. Just go now, get as much money as you can, get as draft, get as, you know, highly drafted as you can. Don't risk coming back, getting injured, whatever the case may be, and get your bag now and then work on the NBA because you're only 18. Obviously, you have time to grow. Um, there's like this narrative that you can't go from the G League to the NBA, which is just incredibly false. Uh, Chris Middleton played in the G League. A lot of guys have played in the G League. And, and uh, I mean, Luke Kennard was, I thought he his professional career felt kind of dead in the water. And he's like averaging like 25 points a game over the last five games in Memphis. So, you can go to the G League and, and work your way back to the league. So it's yeah, not a – it's not Most a guys that, that get to the league – most guys that get to the league didn't just get drafted and immediately were on that NBA team. Like, I mean, you look at outside of the probably top 20 picks in the draft, if you get beyond pick number 20 or even – you could correct me if I'm wrong, even like outside of the lottery, if you get outside, outside, of, the outside lottery, of the lottery. Yeah, outside the lottery you're more than likely going to spend some time away from the big team. So are you telling me that every season there's only like 13 or 14 new players that get to the NBA? That's it. Every year there's 13 new guys. That's, that's the addition to the player pool. Like, no, you, you can. Yeah. I mean, you look at plenty of guys have different routes to get to the league. I mean, you look at Christian Wood, um, Jordan Clarkson, Pascal Siakam, Rudy Gobert. Those are just guys off the top of my head. JJ Bray, I remember was in the G league. All these guys are G league guys that, that went to got to the NBA. Robert Covington, I remember. So, Malachi Branham, yeah, man. Malachi Branham started. Yep, he was there. So he spent yeah, half the season in the G League, and he finished the season cooking. Still is. Because that's another comment I see a lot. Is like, oh, he's just going to go to the G League to start. Like, yeah, he probably will. He'll learn and get better. That's what the point of it is. There's things you learn in the G League that you can't simulate in college. Um, the level of play is just higher, right? Shout out to De'Aaron Fox for his kind of unprompted college basketball uh, teardown that he did, but. <laughs> He's in a lot of ways. He wasn't wrong. College basketball is a nightmare sometimes to watch. So that could be um, a whole podcast by itself. 
No, it could. Don't even get me started. It makes the college. It makes it. We're not going to go there. We agree on it, but yeah. We're not going to go there. But what makes the college game beautiful, what makes the college game so much fun is the fact that, first of all, the the imperfections and the flaws are what make college basketball so much fun. And then also on top of that, it's just the fact that like 90% of those guys know, and, and, and gals, women's basketball too, they know that when they finish their senior year, their career is done. That's yes. it. Whereas in the NBA, it's like, okay, you lost in the finals. Let's, let's get back to it next year. Let me go back to my, my mansion. We're going we're gonna to go back to our personal trainer. We're going to get working hard. We'll be back at it next year. So many college players, when they finish their career, that's it. That's done. That's the emotion of college basketball that can't be matched in the NBA. That's my rant. We can talk about that another day. Um, <laughs> but you are I correct did. about the age. Yeah. You're right about age. Like, and that's why um, I think with Bryce, it's not as big a deal. But it was really funny um, with like EJ. But more than that, Dwayne, when they went to the draft, you always get the same comments like, oh, you could use another year. You could use another year. And I guess my response would be yeah. like, how, what, In would what, a, what, what would a 21 year old Dwayne Washington need to do in his senior year in college? Like, how good would he need to be to increase his draft stock to be a 22 year old Dwayne Washington when there are 17 and 18 year olds getting drafted? Like, he would have to probably have been like first team All American National Player of the Year caliber to get any higher draft stock because as good as you can be on the court, you just being a year older, that means just as much to NBA teams as your stats. Like, and Bryce is lucky that he's still young. I don't even know if he's 19 yet. He's probably 19. If he did come back from one more year, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Bryce coming back for one more year would hurt his draft stock as much as like, had EJ Liddell come back for his senior year and re-entered the draft as a 22-year-old. Like, I think that Bryce Sensabaugh could go back to OSU if, if he chose to put up 17, 18 points a game and probably still be a first-round pick. If EJ had entered the draft as a 22-year-old, he's not getting drafted. Yeah, and that's just what it comes down to. Um, so we'll, we'll see. It just depends on – and again, we don't really know any of this stuff about his knee. Um, maybe it'll affect – what he can do with the combine, maybe it won't. The combine isn't like soon. Doesn't really get going until I believe like late April, or early May. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's really that soon. So he's got plenty of time. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. The other one to keep just to keep on the radar, we haven't we haven't touched on this, but um we have not touched on this, but man, you people should not be shocked or you even threw me off out. when you brought this up as talking about it. I was like, it's a good point, but I didn't even think about it. <laughs> you shouldn't be shocked or thrown off or panicked if and when Bruce Thornton enters the NBA draft before the deadline, which I would need to double check when the deadline is to enter. Um, I think it's, it's in the it's next coming three or four up. Weeks. It's coming it's up. It's in April, right? Um, if and when Bruce Thornton en- enters the draft, I don't think anybody should panic. He'll be back at Ohio State. It's He's April not really- 13th, by the way. Okay. I mean, I think there's a very decent chance, like a 50-50 chance Bruce Thornton also goes to the draft, but he'll be back at OSU. Um, I don't think I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does, just to get the feedback. I agree. I would be leveled if he actually enters the NBA draft, and I would give it a 0% chance, like you just yeah, said. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be drafted. Because like you said, 
there is truly no, there's no downside to it. All you do is get feedback on what you need to work on. That's, that's it. I mean, Bruce is an all around, the way that I put it, um, the way that I would probably grade out Bruce is I think that Bruce right now is a B or a B plus in every single facet of the game. But right now he's an A in nothing. Um, you look I think at his maybe like maturity for a freshman, but that's not really a tangible thing. Bruce, yeah, I mean, you got named a captain as a freshman halfway through the year. That's oh, something. okay. I thought you were saying that it was lower than a B. Oh, okay. no, 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 I meant higher. Like, that's an A. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I meant more like tangible things. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. Um, like you look at him and you're like, what, what part of Bruce Thornton's game stinks? Like, there's really no part of his game that stinks, but what part of no. Bruce's game is like that is lights out? He does that better than anybody, also, really nothing. Um, so he might want to get that feedback from the NBA teams. I also think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, you watch more NBA than me, his body style, his body style, his body is not, it doesn't match up at all to what NBA guards are. I mean, he's well, like six, two in shoes, but he's like 220 pounds. It's the same issue I have with Bryce. I don't know what position Bryce plays in the NBA and granted positionless basketball is the new trend and stuff, but like, does Bryce play the three and you expect him to chase around Paul George and Chris Middleton all day? I don't see that. Does he play the four and he can, you know, play with guys like Christian Wood and Evan Mobley? I don't see that. So that's where it's kind of like, so kind of same with Bruce Thornton. He has kind of a weird body for the NBA. Um, he's kind of in between like what, like he's a one for sure. He's, the NBA, do they try to make him kind of a two? I, I don't know. I don't really no, I know. I think he's a, I think he's a true point guard, but he's just, I don't know how to put it, but he's just like, he's thick. He's chunky. He's like six one. If you see him in person, he's not like, he's not like Bryce thick, but he's just yoked. Like he's a heavy, big dude, but he's like six. You remember Eric Bledsoe? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He reminds me of Eric Bledsoe. Um, He's just, he's not super tall and he's really, really muscular and, and bulky. Um, He's not lightning fast by any means, but I mean, he's good at every part of his game. He's just, I don't know. To me, he doesn't really look like a lot of the star NBA guards, how they're built right now and how they score. And he's not also the volume scorer that like people are going to see on you know Twitter highlights and stuff like, oh, God, Bruce Thornton for Ohio State dropped 30 points on Iowa. Um, he's not really going to get a bunch of headlines like that. Um, but I well, do he, doesn't, think that- he doesn't play like a highlight real game. You know, Even the Michigan game where he had like 24 points, it was a very quiet kind of 24, you know, like Bryce will hit those crazy shots. We're like, holy shit, this dude's unreal. Even Bruce though, when he scores a lot of volume, it's just, you know, he makes a couple threes, he gets some free throws. He finishes in the lane. Like he's still, obviously it's not taking away from how good he is, but it's not like highlight real plays. If, if that makes sense. I think his last eight games of the season, he averaged like 16.5. He was incredible. He shot like, 38% from three. I think his assist, his assist to turnover was like three to one. So I think that he finished the season so hot and he did get some attention and like made some noise that I wouldn't be shocked if he did enter the draft in the next two weeks. But um, if, and when he does that, I don't think there's any chance he stays because he's not getting drafted. He'll be back to Ohio state. There's no reason to panic. If you're an Ohio state fan and think that Bruce Thornton won't be there as a sophomore, but if he does go into the draft, I, I don't think that you don't you don't need to panic, but I don't think that no. it's that crazy if he did enter. I think that it makes sense. We um uh, I will say this. Um 
outside of Hunter Dickinson, because yes, on Twitter, I got, got a fake account post that Hunter Dickinson was returning. I retweeted it thinking that it was real. It was not. I really honestly didn't even really check that just because I assume Hunter Dickinson will be back. Um, so that was kind of my bad. But he is coming back for sure. Yeah, he's like definitely he's, coming, he's back. coming back. So that's why I was like, I was I was waiting for that news. So that's why I didn't really think twice about it. Um, but the Big Ten is getting some guys back that I didn't necessarily expect. At first, Jameer Young is coming back. I didn't really think I didn't really know he had another year of eligibility, but he'll be back for Maryland. Um, Indiana's in a weird spot where Tamar Bates and now Jordan Geronimo both entered the transfer portal. Um, two pretty solid players. They're going to lose. Um, who there was another big name that just entered just said they were coming back. Oh, Jaden Epps entered the transfer portal. I don't know if there's any comment on that. That's an interesting one. I kind of figured he was Illinois' point guard of the future. Um, I guess that doesn't tend to matter at this point. Guys just enter the transfer portal because they want to go somewhere else. So, um, I think we talked about this pre-show, Connor. The most interesting transfer I think I've ever seen enter the transfer portal and Caleb Love. Um. He would probably be simultaneously the most beloved and hated player in Ohio State basketball history, depending on the day. And, um, yeah, so we can get into some transfer portal talk if you want, based on that, a little bit abrupt segue that I just made. Um, uh, we can ruin some fa- we can ruin some people's day real quick just by letting them know that uh, Hunter Dickinson is almost definitely coming back. Um, yeah, after, I saw you get, after I saw you get got on Twitter, I reached out to my friend that went to Michigan. Uh, he used to be the director of the Maze Rage, all season ticket holder, all that nasty stuff. Um, but I just said, did Hunter say anything about? Did I, I said, did Hunter Dickinson do senior day, which he just finished his junior season, I believe. He said, no, he did not. I said, damn, he's coming back, isn't he? And he said, I don't know why he would leave. He'll get at least a million dollars in NIL money from Michigan, or you know, at Michigan as a senior. There's no way he would get that in the G League. So the fact that Dickinson chose not to do senior day and, you know, he's destined for the G League, he's coming back. And well, I do think it's important that also – He's coming back too, unfortunately. Correct. Yeah, Purdue's running it back. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much a given. Um, another thing that I saw, like, it's just kind of a given that um, – that not given, but Michigan's going to be probably – we said this last year, but Michigan's probably going to be pretty good next year. Jed Howard's gone, but Kobe Bufkin will be back, and he'll be one of the best guards in college basketball. I have no doubt about that. Doug McDaniel will be back after kind of a whole season under his belt. Um, you know, you've got, they got a good transfer class. They got a good recruited class coming in. They need to get some transfers, but I actually think Michigan will be – Terrace Reed looked really good at times, with, you know, side-by-side side of Dickinson, kind of letting Dickinson play a little bit of the four sometimes. They did a little bit of a fun little thing there. So Because Dickinson can stretch the floor out so much, so – I think Michigan will be pretty good, and I think that'll affect his decision. So, yeah, they should they should be solid. Um, I think that no no news on that front, and no news of Zach Eady either. But um, I see no reason why Eady wouldn't come back. It's kind of the same thing with Dickinson. How much money is he going to make in NIL versus how much he's going to make in the G League? Um, also, just the narrative of losing to a 16 seed. I, I would just be shocked if Zach Eady left. After that happened, knowing he's not a first-round pick, I you have to believe he's coming back too. Unfortunately, yeah, especially because, like I said, they're just running it back, you know. So that backcourt with a year under their belt, that'll be a very good team next year.
two transfers out. We have uh, we have none. We have no Ohio State transfer players yet, Justin. Uh, the portal has been open. I've been since. saying it. The portal's been open since. I don't even know when the portal officially opened. It was like sometime during the tournament, like maybe yeah, the Sweet just 16 weekend. Like, I always assume like the first weekend of the tournament, but I remember there was guys in there in the conference tournaments, so I don't know. Yeah, portal's been went. Portal's been booming since the middle of the NCAA tournament. Um, OSU was on spring break for a week, so guys were like back home with their families and stuff. So I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't just abruptly like put out a decision on social media when they're across the country with their families or whatever. Um, but they've all been back at class. I'm assuming probably back at the shot, working out, um, keeping up with their conditioning for the past week and a half. And I uh, haven't heard a peep out of anybody. Haven't heard a peep out of the guys that we were kind of keeping an eye on that we think maybe could leave. You're looking at Bone Hardman, Kalen Etzler, um, looking at Gene Brown maybe, even though everybody would like to keep Gene Brown around for sure. If we're looking at Gene Brown and maybe Tanner Holden, nothing from any of them. Yet Ohio State is reaching out to guys in the transfer portal, um, looking at older players that they would like to add to their roster. While Meanwhile, nobody has left yet. Honestly, reaching out at a – a rate that I can't remember them ever doing before. They're always active in the portal, but it feels like, I mean, they're popping up like Arkansas on some of these, like pretty much every transfer that hits, it seems like Ohio state's involved with. So um, yeah, I mean, we talked about last week. There's not too much to say on it really this week because nothing's changed. They're reaching out to guys. We can still assume a couple guys are probably going to go. I, again, I don't know what they're waiting on. Ohio state was on spring break like a week and a half ago, but they're not anymore. I, there's benefits to entering the transfer portal early. So I don't really know what, like I said, what they're waiting on. If they are going to go, maybe they just can't decide. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, Ohio State's definitely reaching out to, I mean, they're doing in-home visits. They did an in-home visit with Nick Timberlake and stuff like that. So, or they did, maybe they did, they did Zoom visit or in-home with him. Both. Both. There you go. So even though it looks like he's going to Carolina, which, you know, you win some, you lose some. Most of the time against Carolina, you're going to lose that recruiting battle. So um, still, I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me. We don't really have any – I haven't heard anything about any of it. You know, sometimes we hear a little bit early about some stuff just through the little birdie and through the grapevine, but I haven't heard anything. So, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's not something that you can – like, there's no way to scoop it. You're not getting info ahead of time. Nobody's going to say, hey, there's a rumor that – so-and-so player is going to be heading out. So for example, like Bowen Hardman, nobody's saying, Hey, there's rumors that Bowen Hardman could potentially transfer. There was no rumors that like, Hey, Caleb Love at Carolina could potentially transfer. Like it just happens when it happens. If a player decides that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. And it's, you know, Ohio state's reaching out to 80 million players, which is also curious to me because a lot of them are guards and I don't know. I think we might disagree on that. I don't really know if they need a guard. There are a lot of like scoring happy. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Like there's like a lot of shooting happy, scoring happy guards that are like, like um, Horn from uh, Arizona State is somebody to reach out to. I I don't see that. I do like DJ Horn. I just don't see how it's a fit. I don't see how it's a fit at Ohio State unless he's like, yeah, I'm trying to play. 20 minutes a game behind two sophomores. I, I just don't get how it's a fit. That's the one caveat, and I kind of mentioned it before we recorded with you about Caleb Love. I'll, I'll be okay with it. I think you could do a Timberlake as well. If Senzaball leaves, which I'm kind of under the assumption you will, I think Roddy Gale can play the three. So that's why I think you can bring in a two and start. 
and have like a Bruce Thornton, DJ Horn, Roddy Gale starting lineup. Um, especially if you try to go Zed Key and Felix Arpar at the four and five, which I do not think they will. But if Zed Key somehow over the offseason kind of make spreads his game out a little more, you you have some flexibility there. I don't think he will, so I don't think that's a possibility. But that's the only way I could see them going to get a guard. I don't want them to go get just like a backup guard that doesn't really do anything. That doesn't help me at all. Yeah, it's just it's 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 odd because you know they are recruiting guys in the portal actively. Like for example, for example, if Jamison Battle who to me is like one of the few players that I've seen them connected to that I'm like, that's a perfect fit. They should, they should do whatever they need to do to get him. If Jamison battle called Chris Holtman tomorrow and said, all right, coach, I'm in, I want to be a Buckeye. He wouldn't say, I'm sorry, Jamison. We don't, we don't have the scholarship open yet. We're, we're thinking one of our guys are going to probably be on the way out but we don't yet so we just don't have the scholarship it's like if jameson battle said i'm ready to go coach sign me up he'd be like awesome hell yeah let's do it but they don't have a spot i'm really assuming and i'm guessing the coaches are also assuming that there is probably going to be a spot that opens up very soon and also like we said about owen spencer um it sucks but you kind of have the right to take a scholarship back from a well, walk on for Owen Spencer, you're not really taking it back. It was a it was a one year scholarship. So. Exactly. Well, oh, was it, it, it really? Does, it, it, yeah, it doesn't transfer over. For the way well, I understand, they it. would. Well, then they would have a spot open. But I guess what I was I don't know the details of that. But I guess what I was going to say is that was not available until Seth Towns, um, you know, decided to hang it up and drop out of school. He was already at his graduate school anyway. But like he left the team and that scholarship opened up. If he if, if Owen Spencer doesn't have a scholarship, then they do have one available but i don't know that's why you can't there's no heads up on these things it happens when it happens but that's the awkward part is that if one of these guys that they're talking to was like yes uh coach holtman sign me up i want to do it i'm on board they wouldn't tell them like hey sorry uh, we're expecting an outgoing transfer we don't have one yet so we can't take you yet that's not <laughs> that's not what they're gonna do well it's yeah because you can't get caught with your hands in your pockets and i think that's the biggest thing another thing is like we can try to predict all the transfer portal stuff we want, but as you can tell, it's kind of impossible. I mean, Kirk Reese was a starting point guard on a top five team in the country. He hit the portal. Caleb Love is probably a top 10 name in college basketball. He hit the portal. Like these guys, Jaden Epps, like I said, I thought he was kind of the future of Illinois. He hit the portal. Like none of this really makes any sense to me. So, you know, as much as I don't think anybody of like, the, of the main freshmen for Ohio State or anybody that's like played very valuable minutes this year were at the portal, they might. I don't know. Anything's possible. So <clears throat> it's just it's one of those. Excuse me. It's just one of those things where I think when you're when you're trying to figure it out and you kind of really just can't. You kind of just got to let it go with the you know. I almost said flow with the go. Go with the flow and just see who enters the portal and you know hope they get a couple big splash names. I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. It's the transfer portal is it's truly the wild west. The NCAA has zero handle on it, as they've admitted. And um guys are kind of just guessing out here. So uh the last couple guys, I mean this probably last thing is the dudes that they have been connected to OSU so far, like you said, kinda hard to zero in on who they might Yeah, because right now it's been just a lot of interest. It's a lot of they've they've contacted them slash they've hopped on a zoom call with them and i think 
in my opinion, when I kind of perk my my ears up and I'm like, oh, that could happen, is if a player has had more than just a, a video call with the coaches. Like if you see like the coaches are traveling to that guy's home to talk to him or the coaches have had this certain player visit the school already, that's when it's like, okay, so they're moving the timeline forward. Maybe that's a possibility. Uh, Nick Timberlake from, from Towson, they did visit him. But now he's got a crystal ball to Carolina on 24-7 sports. So that one seems like it might be uh, shipped off. Yeah, he's going to Carolina. Then another one is um, Keyshawn Hall, who is a power forward from UNLV. It's like a 6'7", 250-pound uh, power forward. Odd stat line for him. He averaged 10 minutes a game last year at UNLV who were okay in the Mountain West. They started the season pretty well, and then they kind of sputtered out towards the end. But he averaged five and a half points in ten and a half minutes per game at UNLV. It's not bad. Which is very, very, very efficient. I saw he shot 47% from three as well. I don't know on what kind of clip, but still. Uh, 47% from the floor overall, 50% from three. Even better. That's probably on a really small clip then, if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm going to look. But um, he's a Cleveland guy. He went to a high school that I don't recognize. Have you heard of Spates Academy? I've heard of it, yeah. Um, he's a, a Cleveland kid. He's from Cleveland Heights. How many threes did he take? I would have to look at the actual uh, – let's see here, stats. Oh, I've already got it pulled up. Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, he took 20 threes this season, 10 of so 20. 10, 10 for 20. I mean, it's not terrible. It's about a three a game-ish. He played in 18 games. I mean, he's. Wait, wait, talk about this. wait, did you say three a game? One a game. One three a game is what I said. Oh, okay. But I might have, I don't know. I might have said three a game. What I meant to say was one three a game. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's a guy that he has visited Ohio State on March 24th, which was last Friday. He was on campus with the coaching staff visiting Ohio State. I don't know if that's the big splashy transfer you get. Um, if he is the best player you get to add to the roster. And you lose Bryce Sensabaugh. That's not what you want. But um, he just played his freshman year at UNLV. So he has three more years of eligibility. He was very that's, efficient. That's the big thing. That's the big thing right Yeah. There. He's got three years to develop and get better. He was good in limited minutes at UNLV. I think he could be a quality addition to that program. Um, but it can't be the only thing you do. Right. That's exactly what it is. It can't be all you get. But it's a good player who, like I said, if he was like a junior or something, I'd be like, no chance. But since he was only a freshman. You got three years with him. Um, he's kind of it, it'd be kind of like bringing in like another, like another guy in the recruiting class kind of deal. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with like getting him and then maybe bringing in somebody else and and kind of running with it again. It all just a lot of it just depends on. Unfortunately, they've been they've been hand tied with this a lot, but it depends on some draft decisions with Bryce. So, um, but I think that's a very interesting one. I was really high on Timberlake. Really high on Khalif Battle still. I haven't heard too much from him. I do know that just on his Twitter, he tweeted that he took an official to VCU, but that he was definitely still keeping his options open, which was kind of funny. He was just like, I went to VCU, but I'm not going there. Um, so we'll see. But uh, there's a lot of great – I mean, there's a lot of great – go get Caleb Love. Who cares? That'd be fun. Don't do that. I, I, couldn't, do even, that. I couldn't even ponder a guess where Caleb Love is going to go. You were the guy at North Carolina. Where do you go from there? Duke? Oh, that'd be funny. The one that I was seeing, apparently he's from Missouri, 
He, yeah, I know he's a Missouri kid, but I don't know if that's – I mean, does that make sense? I don't know enough about which guards are leaving Missouri. Like, is, is Demoy Hodge is – he, is he a senior? I don't know. Um, I don't think Kobe Webster is a senior, so he'd be back. But, like, is, is Demoy Hodge a senior? Like, what guards is Missouri losing? But also, Caleb Love might be better. So, I mean, the only thing I can think of <laughs> is he uh, – it would be funny. He chose North Carolina over Missouri, Louisville, and Kansas. So maybe Louisville, if he's like, I can get this team back to, you know, greatness. He was coached. His high school coach was Justin Tatum. Who is Jason Tatum's dad? Where did Jason Tatum go, you ask? Duke. I'm just saying. Stop it. Um, just saying. Don't, don't, don't bring that here. We don't want – I'm sorry. I would be I'd be thrilled if he went to Duke. You know, you know that. You look, you said you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a guy for the storyline. You can't tell me that's not a storyline. Come on. Oh, I'm talking about him going to OSU. I'd be okay with that too. God damn it. Um, the only other one that I saw that kind of jumped out at me, I don't know if it, <clears throat> I don't know if it would translate to the Big Ten or not. Um, Jordan Miner from Merrimack. Um, he would be a grad transfer. He'd only have one year left, but he is a six foot eight, two hundred and forty pound power forward, um, Northeastern Conference Defensive Player of the Year. He was three time All NEC um, as a senior. Seventeen point four points, nine point four rebounds, two assists, and two point six blocks at power forward. Um, that checks off for me every single box of what I think Ohio State needs to add to their lineup. My only question is. I don't know how that would translate from a conference like the NEC, which is a bad, 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 bad conference. Throw it to Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, a bad, bad, bad team. Fairleigh Dickinson is not a good team, and that is a bad conference. How would he translate directly to the Big Ten? I don't know. But the stats the stats are all really, really good. He's 6'8", 240. Um, What's, what was his three-point percentage? Does he stretch the floor at all? He probably doesn't shoot threes. That's okay. my I'm that's scared. my guess. I'm scared. If, I do think they need to go out and get oh my voice there. I do think they need to go out and get somebody that shoots a three at some point. But I'm gonna see if I for some reason I have him already pulled up in my search history. Why did I look him up previously? I don't know. Um, no, he does not shoot threes. He does not part of his game. He is just a big. Def, he's a scorer. He shot 51.5 percent last year. A very efficient scorer. He is not going to shoot threes though. Um, he only jumped out at me just because of the defense. I think that the last two years of recruiting, Ohio State has kind of pointed their recruiting at guys who are willing and able to defend. Bryce Sensabaugh, not included. Yeah, that definitely not a defender. But like Roddy Gale, Bruce Thornton, Scotty Middleton, Devin Royal, um, I think that Jordan Miner also would be a, a big defensive addition that could maybe give you some points as well. So just to keep an eye on. But it's, it's hard to understand – who is like maybe going unless you know for a fact that like they've done a visit. Yeah. It also depends on like, you know, I, I I'm under the, I, I know we agree that they need to go get just an impact player, regardless of position or fit or need, but depending on who does go, you do still need to fit roles and needs. So it is, you kind of, you're kind of just hand tied until you know what you're actually losing. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you've seen that, I don't know. Either jumps out at you, it's like, hey, this is a good fit. Caleb Love does not count. Kirk Reese does not count. Oh, that's a tough one because those are my two guys. Um, Kirk Reese is not my guy. I mean, Jameson Battle, I'd never wanted to transfer more. 
but we already talked about him. Um, I don't know. I don't hate. Oh, you want chaos? Posh Alexander from St. John's entered the transfer portal. Um, I mean, he's he's a good player, but it's just yeah, that's chaos. Um, I do think DJ Horn would be a good fit. Uh, he's a good, just a he's a guy that you can just plug and play, and that's what I kind of want in whoever they do go and get. I need a plug and play guy. Um, I mean. I don't know how I don't know the fit at all, but Jamarian Sharp is obviously interesting just because he's seven five. Anytime a seven five guy's in the portal, you gotta maybe look. It's funny because it's it's one of those things where and I've seen it on, you know, the comments and stuff, everyone thinks Ohio State needs to go get a six ten guy. And yes, would that help them win in the Big Ten? For sure. But as you have seen throughout all of March and to the history books, it doesn't help you win in March. It doesn't help you win in the tournament. So I, it's just one of those things where it's like, what are you actually building for? Are you building to be a Big Ten juggernaut that loses in the second round of the tournament? Or do you kind of want to be like Izzo, right? Izzo, some of his best teams have been teams that have struggled throughout the season, but they get it right in March. So it just kind of depends on what you're kind of looking for. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, I'm starkly against the DJ Horn idea. <laughs> I think that'll be my last thing, like, his stats too much remind me of Michi Johnson. Shout out to Michi Johnson, who is in the NBA draft, by the way. His stats just scream Michi at me. 36% shooting, 35.5% from three. Yeah, but I think if you're on a team, I think, and it's crazy because Arizona State was a better team than Ohio State this year, so this doesn't really make a lot of sense to even say, but it's never stopped me before. I think his overall usage would go down on Ohio State, which would make him could make him more inefficient, but it could also make him more efficient. It's It's a risk. Is no doubt about it. It's it's a, I joke about Caleb Love, but like it means a risk going after DJ Horn. But I do think it's a risk that if it pays off, he objectively makes you better. But it's a risk. That's where you're at. He's not a safe bet. But is there a safe bet in the transfer portal? Caleb Love. All right. Enough. Enough from Justin. I've muted Justin. If you found us, I just got I just got beeped on around the horn. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna ding you six points. If you found us on the website, uh, make sure to also subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher under the Land Grant Holy Land. I'm sorry, the uh, it would be Land Grant uh, Podcast Network is what you would search. If you're already subscribed, Uh you don't have to change anything at all. If you're already subscribed, um, slap on the wrist for me, contractual reasons. Um, Shout out to our bracket champ. Um, The the bracket is called Buckeye Buckets. The author of that bracket is Billy Junior Pool. I don't know if that is Billy Pool Junior. I don't even know if your real name is Billy. But um, if you're listening, shout out to you because you won the bracket challenge. Um, Everybody in our bracket challenge's champion is out, understandably so. But shout out to that guy who won the bracket challenge. Subscribe on Spotify if you haven't already. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at BucketheadsLGPN. I want to say it too. Uh, LGPN, Landgram Podcast Network. And uh, yeah, all you're going to see is me retweeting every single transfer that's hit the portal. But uh, it's good info because um, they're in the portal. I should, stop tra- I should stop retweeting all the ones that hit the portal and just retweet the ones that highest have interest in. But I kind of just retweet them all. So. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. Go Bucks and... Happy opening day for baseball.